Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Front Row Podcast. I am your host, Joe. And before I introduce today's episode, I wanted to quickly remind everyone to subscribe to us across all of your major streaming platforms. You can find us at the Front Row Podcast. Or if you haven't already, you can also find us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Front Row Pod, where you'll see tons of behind the scenes content. You'll get to know a little bit more about our guests, and you'll also get to know a lot more about me, your host. And finally, if you're a new listener to the podcast and if this is your first or your second time kind of tuning in, we are just starting our second season. Today marks episode number two, but we do have one season full of 12 episodes top to bottom where you'll get to know a lot, like a lot more about me, but you also get to hear a lot more from our guests who were kind enough to give us their time during season one. So do me the favor. And if this is your first time, like I said, go back, start from season one and then make your way up to season two. And I promise you it'll be well worth the wait. Now, that being said, in honor of today being Mother's Day, I'm super thrilled, really excited to announce that this episode features none other than my mom, aka Amma. And we sit down with my mom to get to know a little bit more about her upbringing as a child, how she how she met my dad, which the more I say it, the more it just sounds not not that great. But my mom has a great story to tell. Uh, we also talk about my mom's experiences being an immigrant mother to two children, you know, moving from one country to another and then finally moving over to Canada. What what that experience was like for her, her take on running a small cake business for a very short period of time, some of the advice that she would give to parents or, or people that have children or family members in their lives that want to start their own business. And then from there, we, we kind of digress into um, her experience and I think just her perspective on being, being a grandmother. So do me a favor. If you know my mom, then this one is definitely up your alley. If you don't know my mom, you're in for a treat because you get to hear a lot more about me but also you get to hear some of the gems that my mom drops so without further ado thank you so much guys for tuning in my name is joe and you're listening to the front row i am very 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 thrilled to introduce almost every guest and i say this every every time but uh on our first episode for season two i took you guys through a little bit of what i was working on for 2020 and some of the things that i had experienced and it was really important for me to kind of set the tone because on today's episode i get to sit down with someone that is a a staple in my family uh, someone that is a pain in my rear end someone that is also uh, my my worst enemy but also my best friend uh, someone that has seen the good the bad the ugly uh, the alcoholic side of me as, as, as well, uh, referencing my 25th birthday. Um, everyone, I would love for you, and if you're listening to this, uh, do me a favor and and put your hands together for, for my mom, Amma. Hi, what's up? Hi, Amran. <laughs> does this feel a little weird for you? Yeah. Why does it feel weird? I've never done this with you. you. <laughs> never actually sat down like... Well, I mean, it's not like we don't have conversation. We, we do, we do. We, we do, uh, we do quite. I mean, more than often, you're getting on my last nerves, yeah. and you're probably yelling at each other. Yeah. But I think, I think we we usually have conversations. This is just a little, yeah. a little bit more, yeah. you know, structured. If correct. You will. Correct. But just pretend the cameras aren't here. All right. Pretend there's nobody listening to you. Oh, that would be easy. You'll, you'll be, <laughs> yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine. And I'm gonna start this episode off by actually saying Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And to, thank you to everyone that has a, a motherly figure in their life, that has um, someone that's uh, a parent figure to them as well. I, I, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. Um, this was very important for me to do because as some of you may know, we know we started this podcast about a year, almost less than a year ago, I want to say. And 
as the podcast kind of took off, I thought to myself, I really want to integrate a bit of my family in here, uh, but I need to figure out strategically when to do that. And I couldn't think of a better day than Mother's Day to have my mom sit down with us. So thank you, Amma, for taking the time to to be here. How does it feel to be in my place? Uh exciting Exc- why is it why is it exciting <laughs> asher is exciting to spend another mother's day with you oh okay yeah well, this, and this is, yeah my mom's never this nice <laughs> to me guys <laughs> um i love you amara oh i love you too mom um this is my mom being like way way nicer than i'm used to by the way like way <laughs> no every night i wish you uh, okay. i say good night i love you amara I, I, i will say since since i've taken the plunge to move out yeah I've, myself my mom and my dad we have a little bit more our whatsapp conversation is is a little bit more entertaining and filled with happy faces and and hearts as opposed to me bitching at my mom. So, uh no, thank you again for sit- for sitting down with us mom. And the reason why, you know, I I'd explained this to you before we started recording, but um I wanted to sit down with you to talk to talk to you and I think to also introduce my audience into the type of mom that I've been fortunate enough to be around and to be raised by. Um and I I mentioned to you before that one of the the major parts of our conversations that we talk about are business and I think being an, a business owner, anything to do with being an entrepreneur, and i think from a very early age actually that existed in in your family and maybe a good place that i would like to start off is with your childhood you grew up with three other siblings Correct. right when you were really really yeah, young yeah. what was what was that like oh beautiful memories i have of my childhood i'm sure that you have non beautiful memories as well, uh, <laughs> as well. no most of them are beautiful memories like although we had uh, quarrels little sibling quarrels Uh, but it was i i have such beautiful memories of traveling together spending time together okay. and i wish i can go back okay okay i mean that's that's usually how childhood is you know you wish that you could kind of yeah. go back in time the memory lane i do go down the memory lane very often but you had you would say for the most part having you know three other siblings was almost like an adventure for you yes what were some of the things that you can kind of remember oh our trips our school days yeah going walking to school taking the bus to school did you ever get into trouble with grandpa and grandma many times many many too many yeah, times yeah i was always compared with my own sister fair enough uh <laughs> where education is concerned school is concerned i okay. mean uh and i always paired up with my older brother to be mischievous okay uh did all the naughty things with him which is funny to me because as i mean growing into like my adult years and even in my teens you were the complete opposite you were if anything really yeah. strict with me and and Akka, which so i just i find that that dichotomy of you being mischievous yeah. as a kid didn't translate into your adulthood i wasn't the mischievous mischievous kind but i would do all these naughty things with my brother would bring bring the ideas and then i would join in but i was also the bad sheep in the family i guess because i would tell on them <laughs> If it comes down to that, I would tell on them and say, "Oh, he or she did this, this, this." So you were like the accomplice. Yes. If you were like the exec- the executionist, if correct, you of like correct. you had a mastermind, yeah. but you were like you said the sheep that just said, "Yeah, bad, bad. I yeah. Will, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it." And then you know, go behind them and say, "Oh, yeah." that person did that and this person did this my mom is just <laughs> ratting ratting people out the the best and the worst sibling yeah. as as you guys as you guys can tell for our listeners out there my dad used to be in the seminary Correct. and i find this hilarious because uh, if you've met my dad then you know he is a, a wise intelligent very funny very articulate man but i also find it very interesting about how my parents met and i'm going to get my mom to do this but mom Uh-oh. i know i know that dad got kicked out of the seminary right he yeah. got kicked out of the seminary and somehow he met you 
Correct. How how did that happen? Do I really have to share the secret? You do. You, 100, it's not a secret if you ask me. It's kind uh, of like public news. Uh, I met him many years after he left the seminary. Okay. Not because of me that he left the seminary, by right, the way. Right. Um, no big deal for a man to leave <laughs> to leave such a such an an institution for a woman. Of course, that's perfectly. perfectly I just fine. felt uh, very bad because being in this coming out of the seminary was a big deal those days. Right. So I just felt bad, very bad for him and. I think I must have been around 18, 19. Oh, wow. 18. You were really young. Yeah, I was very young when I met him. That's what I said. It's been a secret all these years. Wow, okay. I've never even shared it with my own children. Okay. Um, and then I think because I was too young, my parents were very strict with me and they said, no more. That's it. You don't get to see anyone. Okay. And uh, um, so I kind of stayed away from So seeing. you had your eye on dad. Uh, definitely. Yeah, that is, this is so creepy. This is so creepy because I've never known this. I've I've heard a very twisted version of the story by the way, but so you had your eye on dad. Yeah. After he got kicked out. Yeah. So dad gets dad gets kicked out. Okay? And how now you guys and maybe spare me the details because I don't necessarily want to know all of it, but you you meet dad, right? right. And dad was born into a family I think of like 13 kids and many of them passed away when they were really young. So when I met him they were only he had only three other siblings. Right. At that time but I guess prior I got prior to you meeting dad he he came from a very large yeah large yeah, family right yeah. and, and dad for our listeners out there my dad is the only one in on his side of the family to have had made it out if you will to yeah. have uh flown out of the country and I think just kind of uh done something different as opposed to and nothing wrong with this but as opposed to staying uh in you know his in in his home native land and my dad just chased opportunity and you guys went to the UAE middle the middle east right yeah. so we go to the middle east and what what happens there oh after i was married i joined him a couple of months like two months after i got married i believe okay so it was very quick yeah very quick so yeah. you guys get married and dad gets stationed off in abu dhabi in abu dhabi yeah to work to work for air lanka in their cargo department right Uh, Abu Dhabi Airport Services. Yeah, airport Services. Okay, so he's working at the airport, right, in the cargo department, and you, and you join him. Yeah. And correct me if, if I'm wrong, but Akka wasn't born at that time. No, right? no. I I actually had got pregnant when I while I was there. Okay. And uh, had her while I was there. Yeah. While yeah. you were there, and you know, I, f- I find this very interesting because this happens to be a very common thread among many South Asian, I think, many immigrant mothers that they have their children away from you know their family and friends and they're kind of forced to uh to survive forced to survive and thrive so how did you like how did you do it without knowing many people there and even knowing the the language arabic how did you how did you make do oh i i just totally trusted uh, daddy and wow yeah i said okay uh, when he sent the visa and mm-hmm. he flew out seven days after we got married okay uh, so i had only seven days to to know more of him and his family so he left 7 days and i joined him 2 months later okay so it was just total trust this is like a movie in the making so like <laughs> blind trust you know you get married to dad you knew him for a very short period of time maybe what i'm trying to sum up is the the relationship that you had with dad hadn't hadn't yet blossomed no i will. i mean before my marriage i knew him for some time okay 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 i did meet him after uh, i mean i didn't I mean at the age of 18 I I knew him but mm-hmm. I seriously got to know him only at the age of 21. Okay. Probably about yeah about 20 21 22. And, at what and then age as did you get married? Uh I was a little more than 22. So you're like 23 at this time. Yeah. You get married a week later he's off. Yeah. He's on a plane. And he was um in the Middle East for about a year before I joined him. Okay. So we didn't actually see each other for the longest time. How did you and I I the reason why I asked this is because you know 
that's a difficult thing to do back then. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know of many friends, many uh, friends of mine that are married that have been together for a very long time, uh, but have experienced this and have experienced the trust factor in a different way where they're spending a lot of time with each other or right. through long distance and there's constant communication. But in your case with dad, it was the opposite. Yeah, it was one year long distance relationship. Right. Uh, because we got engaged. Okay. We were engaged before, okay. we, he, before he left. Okay. And then after we got married one week, after we got married. Okay. So it was total trust and faith in God. Okay. Yeah, it was my faith in God that I said, okay, and my my prayers that my parents offered, I guess. Okay, and I, and I, I can I can vouch for that grandpa and grandma were very, especially grandpa was very yeah. like, you know, you go do it. Yeah. I, I trust that you have the yeah. the capacity to kind of know, you know, what's right and what's wrong, but like, I know you'll make it work. Yeah, and he, he got to know, he got to know daddy, so he knew that. He, that he could trust daddy. Right. Yeah. Da- I, w- I will say dad was very fortunate to have great in-laws, um, especially he had a really Second. like um, great rela- relationship and rapport with grandma. Yes. Um, you know, specific around the time that I was born, which I won't, I won't get into right now, but needless to say, so dad, he's out there a year before you guys get married yeah. and then you get married. He's there. He yeah. sends for the visa. You go. Yeah. Okay. So now you go, you get pregnant, you have Akka. Yeah. How do you, how do you even deal with the thought of like, I have no friends. I don't have all of my family here. I don't have my parents here yet. Yeah, we've made a few friends there. Okay. Uh, daddy's friends and awesome friends. They are very helpful. Okay. They were bachelors at the time. Okay. Uh, so they were, they would wait on me hand and foot when mm-hmm. I was pregnant. Uh, and equally, I was very fond of them. Right. And so when Akka was born, they provide a lot of help and grandma came. Right. Yeah. So I had a few friends, okay. a family a few cup families, but the bachelors there also were very helpful. So we were they were sharing our accommodation. So I guess just as the saying goes, you had a village, if you will, yeah. to kind of help. Yeah, yeah. It's know, a very small, tiny village. But say. nonetheless, you had people, then you were fortunate. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, will, I, will I was say, very fortunate to yeah. have people there. Yeah, and and the thing is, um, Grandma came. So right. Yeah, she was with me for about three weeks. Okay. Uh, and then after she left, I think I packed my bags in a month and came back to Sri Lanka. <laughs> So you came, you did a little bit of back and forth though mm-hmm. at that time, yeah, right? So yeah. now I'm going to fast forward because there are, there are a bunch of pictures where I'm not there, but you, dad, Akka, you guys are in like Holland, you guys are in London, you guys are in like all over in India, all over the world. And I'm not there. And there's this one picture that I do remember. And I don't know if it's in like Holland or somewhere in Europe where you're pregnant with me, but you guys are just having like the time of your lives. Oh, that I don't think. Oh, that was not when I was abroad. I was, I was in Abu Dhabi. Okay, so maybe maybe you were in Abu Dhabi. What maybe what I'm trying to get at is that you guys had all the fun. Yeah, yeah. Before I came along. Yeah, once you came along, we just all, couldn't. All, everything everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. just went to shit. Just basically. it just changed. It just, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it just changed. So I I am born right. So yeah. I'm, I'm also born in Abu Dhabi, but yeah. then very shortly after that, you guys move to Canada. Yeah. You make this like bold decision the gulf war hits in mm-hmm. abu dhabi and you say we're gonna go yeah we're gonna go we're going we're going to what many people have done by the way especially many tamil people have yeah. done is migrated to a brand new country and say i'm just going to go because where i'm currently at doesn't make sense yeah and i'm just going to make it work i thought it's going to be the same as living in abu dhabi just really? a few hours away from sri lanka complete just fly back home yeah. anytime whenever i wanted to like twenty thousand kilometers away mom yeah yeah <laughs> Coming here and then realizing that. Yeah. So you, you set foot in Canada with dad and with Akka mm-hmm. and with me as, yeah. a, as a baby. I think I was like six months old. You were six months when I brought you here. So I was, I was six months old and now you have, you really actually have 
no friends. You have no family yet. No, you no. have no family friends, no acquaintances. No, I I just knew one person who came from the Middle East here. Right. So we came and joined them. That was the only only family that we so knew. So that was a small bit of silver lining. But for how long did you do that? Like how long did you get by without knowing many people? Mm, many years until you were, I think until you turned probably six. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a really long time. It is a really long time. In the meantime, I went to school, studied, had um, followed classes, okay. kept myself busy. I was a comp- like totally took motherhood very seriously. Wow. Okay. Uh, and do- devoted all my time to both of you. Okay. Teaching y'all. So I didn't miss, but I did miss uh, going back to Sri Lanka. Okay. Would you would you say that while you were experiencing, you know, especially in those six pivotal years at the very beginning, that it was like the sink or swim mentality of yes. like you have to yeah. not make it, but you just have to figure out what the next step yeah. is. Yeah, there was a sense of loneliness. How did how did you how did you deal? Uh, spent a lot of time with the two children. Yeah, they were my whole world. Yeah, while Daddy was working. Yeah, and whenever Daddy was home, it was just our little world. Yeah. It was just like as if no one else existed. Just okay. And learning new things about Canada. Fair. Uh, getting to places. We didn't have a car back when we first came here. Not right away. Yeah. Yeah. So we took the bus. So learn how to operate. And it was totally different life. A different life from Abu Dhabi. Where I would have to take a taxi to go anywhere. And mm-hmm. I never traveled by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here I was able to take you through and go down the street, walk to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I, I missed my friends mm-hmm. and I would tell everyone back home, oh, do not come here. Right. Uh, you would warn them. Uh, I would warn them ahead of time, but they they didn't listen to my warning. Everyone yeah. actually came, basically. Yeah, they're they, all here right they, now. They, they followed you. <laughs> they followed me here, yeah. But it was amazing. I, I, I think I'd love those days back again. Really? Although that loneliness was there, it was me and my two children. And now my children have flown oh. the coop. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll get into about leaving leaving the uh, the nest, if you will. But the reason why I bring this up is because you went through, and as you mentioned before, it was lonely. It was a part of, it was a part of your life, if you will, to just kind of rinse and repeat. Of. Yeah, at one stage, I was getting very depressed. So I was calling, and it's not like in these days where you have cell phones with video calls and mm-hmm. all these uh, latest technology, mm-hmm. FaceTime. Back in the days, they never had that. So I would just make calls. I would call them, take a calling card and call them. Right. I remember when calling cards were a thing. You would tell dad before he left his shift. Yeah. Bring a bunch of calling cards. cards. They were expensive at the time. You know, $5 yeah. was a lot of a lot of money, money. for us. Yeah. And at one time, you were very ill. So when we, you were hot, hospitalized, I just ran down the street from the hospital, got to a pay phone and then collect, made a collect call. Mm-hmm. Who'd you call? Grandpa. What did he say? He said, don't worry, trust in God. He will be okay. Just go back to the hospital. Find yourself back there. So I had to figure out where I was. Okay. I didn't know downtown very okay. well. I had left Daddy with uh, both of you there. Just wa- went back and uh, just prayed. Would you would you say that you'd basically just made lemonade out of lemon at that time? Yeah. Out of, out of the, the worst possible lemons that were not the best they weren't they weren't so right Tried to my, make the best my, yeah. lem, my lemon analogies are really shit right now but n- needless to say you, you you'd figured it out at that time yeah right slowly Slo- slowly but surely you you steadily yeah you you figured it out yeah would you would you say it was worth it it was how so and i'm very proud to say that like um i did i believe i did a good job okay reasonably good job reasonably good job yeah what about dad on, on, on the flip side um, uh 
I feel kind of bad for him because he was the breadwinner at that time. Right, right, right. I stayed home, home many, many years looking after you two and I devoted my time to both of you because mm-hmm. you were very ill and I didn't want to lose either one of my children. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, never mind. I just stay at home till they are old enough mm-hmm. to go back and into a career. Okay. Um, and I didn't think of it as a sacrifice or anything. It's just... You just did it. Yeah. Without without uh, rhyme or reason, you just no. Yeah. You just kind of dad yeah. dad on the flip side. I will also say was resilient enough to just kind of go along with it, and yeah. but also dad dad at that time and even to this day is the type of person to dream big, to dream yeah. big, dream yeah. hard. He yeah. was pursuing his sing, like his aspirations to want to sing. Yeah. I think as we as we grew up, for everyone that's listening, our dad has a very big uh, background in Carnatic music. So at the time, my dad was on TVI, which is a prominent uh, Tamil. Um, station uh, channel on on TV that you can that you can watch so my dad was performing there he was performing at dance shows wherever my dad could sing um, and basically even in the temples he would go to the yeah temples. he would he would go to church he would go to temple whatever he could do yeah. to also make the time go by easier yeah. he would he would do but it was uh, a means to an end if you will right to, again to yeah. survive yeah to right? survive So now years, years go on. And I remember, um, and you had mentioned you had gone to school for a bit. Yeah. So I remember that you were doing two things. And these these two things stand out to me, which was that you went to cosmetology school. Correct. And you actually used to work at the mall that's across the street from where I currently live at Scarborough Town Center. You used to work at a salon over there. Yeah. And at the same time, and I think before that and shortly after that as well, you took up running your own cake business. Correct, yeah. What in God's name, persuaded you to say, I'm going to do both of these things? I loved cake making. I just loved it. What about it did you like? Um, the decorating part of it, the beauty of seeing a cake from start to finish. Would you say it was almost like therapeutic for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you yeah. And I, I do remember that back in Colombo, you also took it up. You you went to classes for classes, this stuff. You, yeah. you decided to educate yourself and learn how a structure is made. Right. And I think just all of the the technicalities yeah. behind cake I making. didn't think of it as a business. Okay. Uh, it's just because I loved it. I loved the beauty of it. How did it even get there though? Because I remember there used to be a point in time where people were calling you, you know, to do cakes for their children's birthdays, yeah. for family functions. At that time, I, there were not many people doing cakes. Um, so, and they loved my cakes. First of all, I mm-hmm. started, I did it from scratch. Right. I didn't buy any boxed or cakes or anything to mm-hmm. do. And uh, I I was always a perfectionist. Right. Which is still true to this day, <laughs> by the way. So I would do it perfectly neatly. Okay. Um, and I would do my little research of uh, what the child would love to like enjoy. Okay. So I've done many cakes, although now I don't do it anymore. I'm sad I don't do it anymore. But I had the patience. I still believe I can do it. It's just that I'm not sure whether I want to do it now. Fair enough. Well, I mean, from one business owner to a former business owner, I can tell you it's never too late. It's it's really, really never too late. But I think you had mentioned that you never saw it as a business, but it just kind of happened. And maybe at, yeah. at that time, you know, there weren't the tools that we have available today. And the yeah. resourcing is way different than what Correct. you had back then. But you still kind of, in, in a very smaller capacity, saw the, okay, I can 
charge people for yeah. this. Yeah. And there's somewhat of like a market for it, but I know that I I can do it and I'll still find enjoyment through yeah. through doing yeah, it. Yeah, because right? I have a passion for it. Right. And would you I mean I know the answer to this, but in especially on your side of the family, being business minded is something that runs very deep. Right. Would you say that there's like a small bit of, you know, attribution and relation to, you know, the people that run their own bakeries or salons? Definitely. In our our family that kind of trickled. I've always thought I've uh, at some point, maybe I should just join a bakery. Okay. And learn more. Yeah. And just for this, just because I'm interested in that. uh, I mean, as on one side is business. Okay. And on the other side, it's something that I love to do. Okay. So if I have, if my physical strength, if physically, if I can, if I feel fit, yeah, I, could, I would love to go back in that industry and learn more. Would you, would you go back if the opportunity presented itself today? Definitely. Yeah. You would do it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, yeah. I could see you working and I mean, we have, we have a family friend that used to work. I don't know if they still work at a bakery anymore, but that, that works at a bakery. And I, yeah. do you, would you, would you consider yourself to be more of like the managerial type or somebody that's actually like an actual baker? An actual baker. Wow. I'm I'm not into the manager side, but I lo- because of my passion of making cakes and decorating it, I love the decorating part of it mm-hmm. and the making. So, I think I would be more of a baker than the manager side. Which I think is very much true to the point of you are quite the wizard in the kitchen, and I think this is all moms <laughs> for for the most part. All moms, you know, all they, moms, you yeah. you figure out how to just how to make a feast from from yeah, nothing from scratch, from, yeah, basically from scratch, food, yeah. yeah. And even if you have just a few items, you can still put together something. We talked about a few things. I think uh, we got to know a lot about like your childhood, your upbringing, how you met dad, which was a very, very weird moment for me. A question that I have for you is how does it feel now to have both of your kids out of the house? Mm, kind of lonely. Why? Why? So, I mean, we're, we're loud as shit anytime we come over. <laughs> I like the house being full. I think I think every parent does for the yeah, most part. Yeah, every parent. Yeah. But it's sometimes nice to have some quiet time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Hint, hint, nudge, right. nudge, mom. It's sometimes nice. Even, I mean, you're out, Akka is out, daddy's at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And You just I need your can, alone time. Yeah, my downtime, that is. Right, for me, right. For myself. Right. So, I'm able to, like... Relax, watch a movie. Right. Mm. Do what you want. Do whatever I want. Yeah. Does it feel? Is it more liberating to be able to do what you want now as opposed to when we were kids? You could still do what you want, but we were kids, yeah. right? Um, if you say it that way, if you put it that way, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We should have left the house a long time ago. <laughs> back. Yes, it is. But I, I, I mean, I never thought that I would have a house empty right 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 i never imagined that someday my kids would leave me i should have prepared myself for it okay and i should have helped y'all along in that process okay because we're not going to live here every single day in this earth okay okay and i still feel that i haven't prepared you both you haven't prepared us both enough yeah i would you know i think this is a great 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 point that you bring up because i actually think on the flip side i had to learn some things i think actually through Akka, like my so my sister she moved out years. Yeah. Like when she was in her last year of university, she moved off campus. She lived yeah. in a in a home. She had roommates. I only did that into my like mid to late 20s. I lived out in London, Ontario for like less than a year. I lived downtown Toronto for a bit. Yeah. I, I got to experience that very later in my life. But I think I actually would say you might have not needed to have prepare us 
in the way that you think. I think the by keeping us so unprepared, we actually just had to take a bit of a, a leap to figure it out. And sometimes that's a good thing. I, 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 sometimes, I don't, yes. I don't think it was a bad thing, actually. So I can, I can maybe ease you a little bit by saying, even with me moving out to my own place, there were just some things that I just had to figure out on my own. Like, how do you, how do you get a bank draft? I didn't ask anyone. I just Googled yeah. it. I Googled it and then I ended up freestyling when I went to the bank to say, hey, I need a chunk of money that I have to give so to. that was kind of like, you know, when we first came to Canada, we just didn't have anyone to spoon feed us. To guide you. Yeah. Right. And say, this is how you do it. Okay. So we had to learn things ourselves. And when technology wasn't easily available, mm-hmm. um, we had to go to a bank. We or even developed for that matter. No, it, it was It didn't even there. exist at that yeah. time. Yeah. So how many years now? You're like 30 years ago? Yeah. 30 years ago, I we had to just learn things by ourselves. And the community that we lived in also didn't know much to help us. Right, 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 right. There, so, there wasn't enough information readily available to yeah, share with to people. Share. Right now, yeah, it's correct. the complete opposite. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I was having this conversation with a friend about how knowledge sharing is more of an accepted thing now, but back then, yeah. you know, being able to get the scoop on oh, how, do, how do you get a mortgage? Many people wouldn't tell you because they were afraid, or just this idea of oh, if you do it, then like it's you're going to do better than me, which I think is absurd. Yeah, yeah. but absolutely. I mean. Uh, uh, mortgage it was I knew something about it because I worked in a bank before okay so I knew something about mortgages which okay. is not bad um, but other things in life okay uh, like how did you like for instance driving I don't drive anymore but okay how to get how your license how to yeah, study for it how to study for it even now it's not I'm still learning I'm still learning I'm still trying to learn from other people learn right through my children mm-hmm. through my friends through my neighbors through my teachers, through my co-workers, I'm mm-hmm. still learning. It's always a, I'm always trying to learn, try to gather more stuff, increase my, and daddy has been actually, he's always on the learning. He's still trying to get into university now. I saw him uh, I mean, emailing. He, he can do it. He could do it. He can, yes. he can very, very do uh, it. Oh uh, yeah, he could do it. I, I, I do think <laughs> this is actually a great segue because you mentioned about learning and very early on, and I wish I had done this years before when I first took that leap, but uh, very early on into my teens, I decided to start my own business. And yeah. what were some of the the things that you learned through that? You know, was that a, like, what was that like for you to have a, your, I, your I, child say, mom, I'm, I'm going to quit my full-time job and embark on becoming a business owner? Oh, I was totally against it. I remember. I do remember too. <laughs> I said, no way. You cannot quit, quit school. You can. So I ran up to my neighbor and said, oh, my son is going to quit school. My son is going to start a business. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And then he sat me down and he said, you know, one of the best things that you could do for your son is support him and guide him. Mm -hmm. And I think he did that to you. He gave that to you. Very much so. This is Uh, for everyone that's listening. If you remember back uh, season one, I think it's, I can't remember which episode, but the episode that we did with my near and dear good friend, Christina or Narmada, this is her dad. Her parents are like my second parents. And uh, what my mom is getting at is that she went to him and he he actually gave my mom shit and was like, you know, what? just go, go support him, right? Yeah. And he was very supportive. And I'm, I see that now I, when I see who you are today, mm-hmm. uh, it's partly due to him. I'm thankful to him for encouraging you in that direction. So what did you learn from that, though? Uh, I learned a lot that I should have supported you. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and taken risks. I, I'm not a risk taker, so okay. uh, I think I should be taking risks. Is there, and again, good good point that you bring up about not being a risk taker. Do you think this is inherent to you or just within being an immigrant, actually? Being an immigrant. Being, or, or being an immigrant that isn't um, 
informed about yes, certain things. Yes, being an immigrant and not, and it's it's partly be myself. I I am a very timid person. Okay. Um, and I always take a step. Back. That's not the case when you drink, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. I took you to I took you to San Francisco a couple of years ago. A whole different version of you came out, mom. <laughs> I know. If you ask my bosses, they would say the same thing too. This is 16 years ago when I joined the Metro Toronto Convention Center. Right. I was a very very timid girl. I do remember this. And yeah. And yeah. when I left, I think I was mouthing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I digress, but going again. The reason why I bring this up is because I actually don't even know this about what that moment was for for you and Dad. Because I remember telling you like I'm gonna start my own business, and I did end up going to like I went to college, I went to university. Oh yeah. And I still like those were things that for me personally, and not because you and Dad said you have to do it. I just knew that in, inherently I wanted to learn. Much like much like you were saying, I just had it in me to want to learn. But I also knew. I couldn't only do that only. I knew that I had to do other things. And a part of other things was also starting my own business. And I come to you and I tell you these things. And I remember you didn't believe it. You actually didn't believe it until I like showed you a check from like a client or I'd said, oh, hey, like this is what a client is willing to pay me. And you were like, there's no way in hell that you're making money from this and that you're able to thrive, if you will. Did you find that like a as like a big surprise? I did. I did. Now I'm very proud of you. I I appreciate that. (laughs) I I appreciate that. I'm very I'm proud of you i'm glad that you took that risk mm-hmm. and i wish i had um i mean akka is just learning to take those mm-hmm. I mean, she well she's taking risks in, in different ways, ways as, it, as yeah. it pertains to yeah. um being an entrepreneur if you will yeah. just be like a, as, a, as a person but she's taking risks in a risk sorry in a different and bolder way yeah. than i than i could than i could ever do in actual fact if you think that akka moved out at the last year of her university right um and that was I don't know whether she actually moved out because I think I was at her place every week. Well, okay, <laughs> she 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 did move out, but I, I will say to kind of tie this together, of she she moved out, but she took this a similar approach of saying like I just need to work. Yeah, she worked like a bunch of jobs. She started working when she was very young. Right. Yeah, she started. I think she was in high school when she started. Yeah, her first job. So, so she was actually way ahead of you, but when you started working, I just didn't. I remember like my my first job was working at this meat market yeah. and you hated it. You you and dad couldn't stand it because I would come home smelling like a meat market. Uh, no, 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 not only because of that. Because when I saw you, I mean, start from scratch, like go back, pick up garbage mm-hmm. and pick up, do this and do this. When you didn't have to do that at home. Well, and I, I I appreciate that. And some people that are listening to this might think, wow, your mom treats you like a king, which which is very, very much the truth. She's also laid down the law very, very, um, very hard. Uh, but all that, you know, I think for me, mom, the reason why I started working so early and, the, and what I think what propelled me into wanting to take on, you know, being an entrepreneur was that feeling of you have to start from, you know, laying a solid foundation yeah. right so picking because up i remember when you started at the meat market i went to my boss and cried right. <laughs> i said oh my god my son is working in a meat market can you believe it i just need him to stop and concentrate on his school and he sat me down and he said does your son love brand name shoes and hats well then it's time for him to get a job and you know do all these things you should you should be proud of it you should just let him learn this well you know the the truth is i did i did you know i was enamored by things that had a brand name on them but i remember going to you and this was at a time where all of my friends had cell phones but yeah. i remember going up to you and dad and asking you to be my co-signer and no, you looked said, at me no. and you said nope, nope. <laughs> you want a cell phone go figure it out so i did i ended up figuring it out and i ended up eventually getting my first credit card before i turned 18 like all these small little nuggets happened and they kind of lined themselves up for me to actually then tell myself 
I think I, I can take this step to be bold enough to tell my parents, but also just figure it out. For me, that was my mentality of approaching being a like a business yeah. owner, if you will. Yeah. And I'm glad like you did take that step because um, and I, I, st- I still tell my boss, oh, I'm so glad that he sat me down and told me that I was going about it the wrong way. That yeah. is not being, uh, that is not being, it's not, it's not easy to see you like that. Mm-hmm. But if I was to get the best out of you, that was the way to start. He said, that's right. the way to go. And one day you would be very proud of him. And today, today he says, to today he says, see what you did the other that day. You just let him fly. I just had to trick you, mom. That's all. It <laughs> I just, just, just. This is a great, a great moment, mom, because there are many people um, and many mo- moms and dads and parents and guardians that are in your position or that have been in your shoes um, of having children that want to start their own business. I have friends like that who want to start their own business and they're just told, no, like you can't do it. It's not for you. Don't do it. There's so much difficulty that comes with it. What do you tell, you know, the family friend or your coworker or the next person that, you know, that's in your friend circle who has kids that want to start their own business and that come to you with that same, that same bit of angst that you came to your boss with or that you came to our neighbors with? What do you, what do you tell them? I would say they have the wings. You just teach them to fly. Mm Mm-hmm. And fly high, and doesn't matter if they fall, they will just learn it mm-hmm. to 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 be up there, and that's how you can uh, you can reach. You should try to reach the stars, and there's no point in not taking the risks because you would never know. You would never. It's like you you have to love in order to you learn to love, and you know even if love becomes a failure, mm-hmm. you at least you would have loved once. Right. Okay. So it's like that. You teach your children to fly. Okay. Um, you, I've always wanted to protect her from this, from that. Mm-hmm. I remember even as Akka was growing up, I would never let her even visit her friend's house. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, definitely had the upper hand as a, as a teen and as a child. I broke all the rules and my sister was obedient and yeah. it, it worked for her. But, you know, she didn't have that opportunity because you and dad were very rigid. Very rigid, yeah. At that time, yeah. which wasn't fair. And I can I can openly tell you this. It definitely wasn't fair. It wasn't, yeah. uh, But at the same time, if, if that didn't happen the way that it did, you know, my sister wouldn't be the person that she is today. It's right? just that we came from a very strict background as well. My, my parents, as much as they gave us the freedom, to do most things they were also very strict on us right and now i appreciate that mm-hmm. and i am who i am it's because of them mm-hmm. i've come a long way mm-hmm. but i've learned a lot through my children's eyes too because uh what i did to them i just feel bad that i didn't i didn't give them the right tools that the young the young they had to learn when they were a little bit older mm-hmm. so i wish i had given them the right tools when they were younger mm-hmm. Uh, so that they could have spread out their wings even far and wide. So to any any moms, any of our family friends that are listening to this, take this advice. Take this advice. And I can I can openly say this because it's the best advice that you can receive as, you know, a, as a child from your from your parent. And it's going to feel a little weird. And if you're the adult listening to this, take that step. Push your push your child. Because you can you can you ha- I mean, how can you reach your dreams if you don't? If you try. don't dream and if you don't try it. Right. Right. So I, I, you, you're allowed to dream. Right. And if you're, if you're allowed to dream, you should be allowed to try out everything that's in your dream. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's business as well. That's business. Yeah. And if that means taking a risk and maybe you might face losses 
You never know. Ob- obviously, we want you know some of those things to be calculated. You know, I, I, yeah. I think a- approach risk. approach this bit of um, wisdom, if you will, with a bit of caution. Yeah, you know, yeah. take things with a grain of salt. But I yeah. think, uh, um, I mean, you have to have advisors. Right. Uh, you can't just blindly go into business and then spend millions of putting invest all your time and money and then right. be the loser. Right. Um, or you, be taken for you granted. You need to have a bit of, a bit of smarts behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be street smart. You have to learn to be patient. Mm-hmm. Most of all, patient. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's just not just running into a business saying, oh, I can do this. Or I can do that without any knowledge of it. You have to learn it and a, li- a little ad- every day and then learn from the best people. Go And nowadays, because of technology being available, you can learn many things mm-hmm. on, on YouTube. The information is out there. Out there. Right. So it's, it's, I'm not saying just jump into the business, just encourage your children, oh, just go, 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 go. It's not that. It's just that looking out for them and if you... And being behind them and supporting them, mm-hmm. and if in the event that that does they fa- this they don't succeed, then then you have to think of another alternative. Would you may, maybe something something and maybe I'm going to challenge you on this. Would you even say that even if they do fail, to still be behind them? Yeah, to still be behind them and to support them through that failure because that, something great can come out of that. Yeah, failures are pillars of success. We have seen that in many many stories of all these people who like big big giants like mm-hmm. bill gates or you know, like you see many many people mm-hmm. who have started small and come up big and they have they haven't grown suddenly right it's it takes, it takes time time it takes time it takes patience mm-hmm. and it's a lot of hard work right so um unless you're sacrificing and you have to do a lot of sacrifices so if your children understand that and and as they grow and mature into adults i think they learn that mm-hmm so now I've learned it. I mean, I, I wish I had encouraged my children when they were young. Well, I think again, like I on the on the receiving end of that, I can say I I wish I had it as well. But I also know not having it in that specific way actually was like motivation for me to just figure it out. Sometimes when you don't have all the keys or the pieces of advice or like the answer or or just that that bit of wisdom for you, for me. It just pushed me to seek it and to kind of figure it out. And I was very fortunate that I met people along the way that gave me some of those things, including you and dad, you know, very uh, midway through my journey into business and into being, um, you know, you know, the boss, if you will, running my own ship. I kind of learned how to curate that wisdom. And then eventually you and dad showed up. You, you showed up without any expectation and just kind of gave, gave me, especially dad. Dad is very um, he's full of all these like small anecdotes of wisdom that came out of out of thin air. So I think uh, what I can tell you is um, it's OK. It's actually totally fine because that's that's what life gives you. Right. Is you're not going to you're not going to have it all when you want it all. And as your child, I can tell you that's OK. We're, we all have flaws, mom. Yeah, but I'm glad that I pushed all towards education because you need that education. I think education comes in different different ways yeah. for different people. Yeah. You know, I started off by going to college and I remember even at that time, you didn't get it. And I was like, listen, I, it's just what I know I need to do. And I, yeah. I definitely went against the grain, but I did it and it pushed me. Um, and this was a decision that I made to say, I'm going to pay $50,000 more to go to university. And I'm glad that I took that decision outside of the financial impact. I'm glad that I did because it taught me a lot about discipline. It taught me a lot about being honest with myself, but also how to learn and how to also be curious. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I would say, it's okay. It's totally fine. Those are those are like you said. Those are life lessons that come along along the way, right? So, well, I'm glad you think that way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that I was always the 
what do you call the strict uh, punisher <laughs> no you definitely were the punisher 100% <laughs> i'm still advocating oh you believe that you were, you definitely you and you you and dad actually 100% um i think we were we we are very fortunate that we even had that privilege because there are many people that i know and just others that don't actually have any of that actually that's not even an option for them yet they're still business owners they are still le- like you know uh, big leaders in their particular industry but they somehow made it right so i think that me and akka we were lucky nonetheless to have both of you there even if you weren't advising us in in a way that we wanted to at the right time you were still there right yeah we always wanted to support you both mm-hmm. uh, from behind the scenes right right just not standing up there right in front of your faces we appreciate that <laughs> We appreciate it. And that. we're always there for you. Well, Dad and I will always be cover your back. I'm I'm shedding mental tears. Ah. Shedding I'm I'm lying. Oh. I'm, I'm totally lying. I'm totally lying. What has having and being a grandparent taught you? being a grandparent that's yeah, a huge like a like a you know being a grandmother you know you have you have three boys right yeah, yeah. how does that you know how has that changed your perception or just like you as a person if you will oh i love my three grandsons to death uh as a person uh i wish i could live longer <laughs> i think we all do yeah uh and it's changed me it's i don't know many, when i am around my grandchildren there's something in me that I don't know who I am. I I suddenly change. I'm I'm Would you say you're more carefree or yeah, lighthearted and overprotective sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get uh, that. Oh, very protective. But there's something about them, about their smile, about when they look at you, when they ask you, their personality, they yeah. And even the baby. Yeah. Um I mean, I love Gautam to death. But even Emmanuel and Jackson It's it they give they they all give us something in different. In different ways. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. different ways. Yeah. They give this they show their love and appreciation in a different ways. Yeah. So you feel more I feel more appreciated. Okay. <laughs> from my grandchildren. <laughs> wow. Not that my children don't appreciate. My mom just threw mad shade <laughs> at me and my sister. Uh but I feel, you know? You feel different. Different, yeah. I feel totally different and you know, you're back to those days when when you have when you go you you feel like I feel like I'm living the lights my young days again because i see my children in them right 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 like i sometimes say oh that's just like my son doing or that's just like my daughter right you know you see them or just just like my mom doing that right. my dad doing that yeah so I, i miss my parents very much um because i see my grandchildren and i miss them seeing my grandchildren right uh, but it's beautiful it's nice it's such a wonderful feeling to have three grandchildren and hopefully we'll have more you know on a day like mother's day and i think you actually touched on it um i miss grandma and grandpa quite a bit um what's the what are some of the things that you miss the most about your mom oh just she being there for me yeah the smile her laugh and i wish i could have said i love you more often to her oh, i'm sure that you did though i'm caught conf- i did, I, I, did. i know this yeah i did um i did in other ways i showed her my love yeah 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 i miss her very much yeah I miss her especially when I'm around my grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so even the other day I found a card written by grandpa to Akka. Right. I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah, and I left it on the table for dressing my on my dressing table for her to read it and I I don't believe he wrote he's written you a long letter. Right. Um he has written cards he's, to you. Our, my my grandfather has a 
a very soft spot and affinity for my sister because she's the only granddaughter on my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Uh, she's the only granddaughter. And yeah, to this day, like he, he's always had a soft spot for her. And he was a very family man, right? Yeah, his yeah, grandpa yeah. loved his children. Yeah. Loved his grand, all his grandchildren. Yeah. But there was one, I know that he, there was something in him because she was the only granddaughter. Right. So naturally, she Special got Special VIP treatment. She got all that VIP <laughs> treatment. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm sad to miss them this Mother's Day. Well, the good thing mom. is that they're always going to be there, you know. Um, I too very much, you know, I, I discussed this in an episode that we did in our first season with Akka, where we go down memory lane and we talk about our trip when we went to Colombo, Sri Lanka to visit grandma. And even though she was very old at that time we had like the best of memories we have stories for days that we can talk about grandma and grandma but i'm sure that grandma's smiling down so happy mother's day to all of our grandmothers out there if you have a grandmother um, or a great-grandmother or just like i said a motherly figure please hug them tight um today is a very a very special day Um, every day every every day is mother's day really actually every day minus when you're yelling at me but Uh, that's fine that's when okay. a child looks back at uh, looks back at you and smiles, yeah. like when Gautam or Emmanuel, they yeah. smile back at you. It's Mother's Day, right? And when a child appreciates, as a child grows, and like you for today, for instance, right? What you said, I appreciate that, Aaron. right? And that's Mother's Day to me, right? It doesn't necessarily mean one day of the year, right? But it's just just that we choose one day of the year to make it a big deal, big deal, yeah. yeah. But every day is a Mother's Day, and if you don't necessarily have to give birth to become a mother, as you said. Fair. You can mother a child in many ways. Right. You can be an aunt. Right. You can be a friend. Yeah. And you can still be a mother to that person. Right. Yeah. So, it, although you may not be the birth mother, mm-hmm. you can be a mother. For sure, you can be a mother, and it's such a blessing to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel totally blessed today. Mm-hmm. I have two children, three grandchildren, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll have more grandchildren. Is that a hint? Is that, is <laughs> kind that, of is, are you Are you dropping hints? My mom is so, trying to find a wife out me for me in these streets. So. This is totally, this is a conversation that we are not going to have today, mom, about the type of woman you want me to be with. We'll save that for next year on Mother's Day. We'll, we'll, we'll talk hopefully. about, we'll talk, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that later. But I do, I do want to uh, end off our episode, mom, by saying thank you for taking the time to sit with me. And I'm really glad that we had this conversation because we, we talk all the time. And like I said, more than often, you're yelling at me or, yeah. I'm, or I'm yelling at you or it's to do with technology and how to FaceTime. It's just me. that I don't have the patience or you don't have the patience. We, one of the two. We, we, yeah, it's it's a fun balancing act that yeah. we that we end up that we end up doing. But I'm glad that we took the time to do this because many years from now, I'll be able to play this for your grandchildren, my nephews. I'll be able to play this for my future partner, my children, if I'm fortunate enough to have children. But it'll be a memory that I'll be able to look back on. Oh, thank you for inviting me here today. Amar. I mean, this is my home. You know, my home is your yeah, home. So. Thank you. Though. I'm very proud. <laughs> Although of you. I haven't given you any of my keys, but nonetheless, my home is my home is your home. I should say I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, mom. I am, and I really am, because from what you are, and I hope God will bless you in many ways. This is my mom saying she yeah. wants me to get married, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I really hope that, you know, you, you, you've, you've come a long way. Thank you. And there's still more to go. Tons, tons yeah, of work. Tons of work. Tons of, work. Tons of, work, tons of successes, yeah. tons of failure, yeah. and ton, tons of and great failures moments. failures are only pillars of success. As you said, yeah. Yeah, my father always taught one thing. He, he was, that was his motto. Like, patience is uh, something that you have to have. He said, patience will lead you everywhere. It will mm-hmm. lead you to success. 
and failures are pillars of success. So mm-hmm. even if you fail in one, we may succeed in another one. Mm-hmm. So he was always still encouraging us that way. And da- my dad, I know, he's always been like that. So I'm, Amaran, I wish you all the best for the future. And someday, your children. This is horrible. <laughs> this is not. You how- say happy grandmother's day. This is not how I anticipated <laughs> to end this part of our episode. Um, I will say, first of all, my mom is not accepting invitations for you to slide into her DM for marriage <laughs> proposals. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm glad that we had this conversation. And I'll end, I'll end off by just saying this much to everyone that's listening. I've said this a couple of times throughout our episode, but hug whoever is your motherly figure. And even if that is a male, that is totally fine. Our dads out there as well are doing a Correct. great, great, great job. So happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Yeah, but it's your, it's a, it doesn't necessarily need me to be a one gender. Yeah. But any gender, yeah. A- any, anyone, whoever anyone. Is, is, is filling that um, that role, give, yeah. give them a, a big, big hug. Um, I'm so glad that everyone decided to, to tune into today's episode. And it's never too late to say I love you. Oh, look, my mom is just gems. My mom is giving out gems right now. I don't know if this is... Okay, I love you too, Every day during this COVID... (laughs) You're right. uh, As the days go by, I think, oh, it's so hard on people who do not say that to each other. Right, right. Who do not have the time to say that, say goodbyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So every day when I think of someone passing away Mm -hmm. or someone getting sick, I still say, oh my gosh, I wish they had said... I hope they have said they love each other. Right. So all to all these... You should write a book, mom. uh, To all everyone who's listening, (laughs) happy Mother's Day. Wow, my mom is the new host of this podcast, guys. Oh, I'm Uh, not good at this. I think you did well. And I will try to end this episode again by just saying thank you to everyone that's listening and that's uh, watching this as well. Again, my name is Joe and you're listening to The Front Row. Say bye, mom. Bye, bye to everyone. (laughs) Look at my mom sending this off like we're at the airport or something Uh, like that. We'll we'll, oh, we'll see you guys on our next episode, guys. Yeah. Anything else, mom? Uh, maybe. maybe no. Next time. Okay. Okay. My, my mom. Re- my <laughs> mom really it. wants to get me married. Bye, guys. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you on our next episode. Stay tuned. Take yeah, it easy. When guys. you get married. Oh my god. Why? Why do I? Why do I bother? So if you made it this far into today's episode, I really have to give you a big round of applause and really just want to say thank you for giving us an hour of your day to hear my mom and I talk about our relationship, talk about who she is as a person, all the way down to her experiences as being a new immigrant mother. And it was important. It was very, very important for me to sit down and to have this conversation with my mom. And if there's any bit of a takeaway that I can give our listeners at this point in today's episode, it's to tell your parents, your grandmother, your sister, your aunt, whoever fills that role of being a motherly figure in your life, let them know that you appreciate them. Let them know that you love them. And more importantly, continue to communicate with them. You know, I've been able to practice some of these things in different ways, especially with my mom. And it's made for a tremendous relationship with her to just kind of grow and blossom. Now, before our episode wraps up, I do want to let everyone know that we have a brand new episode actually dropping in the next couple of weeks with my realtor. And we sit down with my realtor. His name is Sabir to talk about financial freedom. There's a lot of DJ Khaled motivational talk in there as well. We talk about renting versus buying. So if you're in the market, if you're looking to purchase a property or to rent a property or to just be educated on the type of mindset that is required to put yourself in a position to move out, this is the episode for you. I would highly recommend that you sit down and you listen to it. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be dropping in the next couple of weeks. And with that being said, everyone, my name is Joe and you're listening to The Front Row.